Okay, it's your boy BTG, BTG for president. Uh, also, open run, chilling with your boys, the Black Beatles from Ball and Beats. The Black Beatles are in the building. Everybody, want to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Ball and Beats podcast. Once again, I'm your host, B Spence. Your boy, C Jeezy. And together, once again, we are the Black Beatles in the city. In the city. Yes, sir. So, once again, we got a, we got, just got an awesome, awesome show for you today. We got some definite podcast heavyweights here with us today. Uh, so, we, we definitely got two, two, two great guests on today. Uh, uh, the first one I do want to go ahead and introduce. You've heard him on previous episode of the podcast. Uh, definitely the reason why I myself even have a podcast and am into podcasts. Uh, he is uh, the host of the Why Not podcast. He's also one of the co-hosts of the Black Astronauts podcast and other podcasts as well that you will hear him on. My guy, my homeboy, Teddy D, what it do? What's happening, brother? What's happening? I, what's I don't up, what's up? starting to starting to show off with all these lies. I mean, uh, I'm on here with the Black Beatles, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm the one excited, but all of a sudden you you trying to hype people up like I did. It. Let me tell you the real story. I had you on my show <laughs> as a guest. You killed it, and I was just like, "Hey, bro, you need to you need to do somebody's podcast somewhere." I you know, know the later. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> and then, and I mean, that's it. That's all. That's all I said. So don't you know? Don't now, bro. I you ain't put that me because the second, the second you mess up and say something crazy, I don't want nobody hit me up. I uh, mean, yeah. that's on you. It's right? all from Teddy. <laughs> it's all Teddy. <laughs> so uh, then, so of course we got Teddy on. Uh, the next guest that we have on today, uh, very funny brother. Uh, definitely caught through him through uh, through uh, Teddy D actually in the podcast podcast family uh, coming from out of the way in, uh, on the west coast west west in the house uh, we got oh. my man uh, Baylor the Great aka BTG from the BTG for President podcast what's for going president. on hey I'll be playing all kind of India, NWA tracks in the colonizer neighborhoods real hey. loud <laughs> <laughs> And as you should, as you should. Uh, so, so we 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 got our guest on that we got today. What I want to do, uh, the first I want to get a uh, 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 BTG. Just want to get you to introduce yourself to the people a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about how you got into podcasting. Oh well, that man that's on the podcast with us now uh, forced me into the game, um, along with my boy. Be honest, those like I was literally forced into the game. You know what I'm saying? It's not one of those. You know how rappers was like, yeah, I've been rapping since I was like 14 years old. Like, no, you're lying. I had no. <laughs> I had, I mean, it, it was cool. People always asked me to do it, but no. Teddy D and and be, and be honest said, look, you're wasting your time at home raising the family. <laughs> Get a podcast game. Stop playing around. This man sent me. He sent me a mic. Like he. He like he. He sent me all kind of po- podcast stuff. I'm like, yo, yo. But I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you what he did to me last week. <laughs> I was waiting I, for it. 
Y'all gotta listen to that show that come out next week. But uh, check out the next mail for president, VTG for president. <laughs> but uh, no, they definitely helped me, and uh, that's basically how I got started. That's, that's what's, what's up. up. Sound just like my story with, with my man Teddy D as well. Hey man, y'all y'all really putting putting all my business in the streets. Teddy D putting uh, everybody on, man. Hey, hey I'm man, I'm, I, you know, don't don't get me into my listen. I like hearing us. That's, that's that's what it comes down to, dog. Like we are an under underserved population as far as black people in this country and in this world. And when I when I hear us speak, when when I have discussions in break rooms, like I did with the with the with the other half of the Black Beatles, I keep on messing up. I want to use your real name. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but uh, you know, like when I when I you know get a chance to talk to somebody, we have a positive conversation. In my mind, I'm like. People don't hear that when they when they hear these crazy stories about us on the news and you know like like you know come on man like that's not us so that's that's the motivation man that's it that's it. I feel like Teddy D finds great talent. You can't deny that. But I feel like he got a little Suge Knight in him. That's why I keep him out of distance. <laughs> come, hey, on, nah. come on, uh, dog. I just watched them Chronicles too, man. Oh no, <laughs> come on, dog. No, yeah, Listen, you talk. You talking to somebody who who like wore loafers to high school? Like, come on, dog. Like he definitely did wear loafers. Yeah, he definitely yeah, okay. wore loafers. I, I mean, look, all it ta- all it takes is for you to listen to those Death Row tracks and watch. <laughs> The NWA movie, and you'll get an idea on how to, how to become one. You know. So, uh, uh, listen, I'm to myself all night from BTG. The shots are coming. All right, no, go ahead, man. My fault. My fault. <laughs> Look, I, no I accidentally no did to you what BTG does to me on, on my show at Hijack. My fault. <laughs> go, go it's ahead, all bro. good. It's all good. Oh, it's all good. Me, Hijack, man. Let, let me ask. Let me ask this question before we go forward. Uh, ask this to BTG real quick. Well, well, first, well, first of all, can you can you tell us particularly where you're from out there on the West Coast? Uh, I was born in Inglewood, raised on the east side of LA. Um, after that, I got sick of living in LA, so I moved an hour away. And um, yeah, that's what it is. I'm a LA baby. So not from the projects, though. <laughs> I, ain't with them. I ain't with them. Okay, they different. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not from the, the part of town Tyrese from. <laughs> I'm not oh, Tyrese. Okay. okay. <laughs> even though Tyrese, even though Tyrese was like right around the corner, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't from his tribe. Hey, yeah. dog, you can't you can't leave when things go rough, dog. Come on, that's what these people. On, that's man. not my. That's not my tribe. Like I said, we no. we both from the east side, but he from that other part of the east side. You, see, you I acted just... like you you wasn't uh, slow jamming the sweet lady. Come on, oh, I, we definitely, all I, I definitely yeah. was. I, I stopped listening to his music when he started crying on Instagram. So, oh, well, that, was just a, that was just a yeah, couple months tough. ago. Yeah, yeah. no, that's but that's how good. I wanted. To me. I want you to stop. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted. I wanted to check and make sure because sometimes in my talking, I, I know you from out there in L.A. And sometimes when I'm talking, I, I might just say, you know, cause this and cause that. I don't want to be no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's first, that's first, of all, first of all, that is very smart. That's very smart. And you did it like on the phone. So that's before you, before you even come out here, you get everything situated. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't want no disrespect. I don't want to step on no toes. I know Cardi B just had a little 
uproar, uh, saying some crab stuff, and and you know. No, well, look, I'm gonna tell you first of all, you ain't got to check in with me. I ain't tripping if you come. You know, if any if anybody hits you up and say you got to check in, I'm gonna just say. Go ahead and check in, Bridge. <laughs> Don't nobody know me enough for me to have to check in. I'm not known enough to have to check in nowhere. Nah, but they don't, they don't, they're not tripping about that stuff. I mean, you know, like Nipsey out here, he broke all that down. He doing tracks with YG and it ain't about that money. It's still some knuckleheads running around, but no, nah, that's not, it's not like that no more. Okay. So, and I'll ask this question. And my, my bad, Jeezy, I'll give you the next question. Uh, How you good, man? So, and I'll ask this question to, to both uh, to both Teddy and BTG. Uh, I just want to know, what, what would you think in, in doing your, your, your own podcast, what would you say has probably been your favorite, I don't want to say favorite episode because I know everybody probably, you know, digs every episode they've done, but, like, what's the episode of your podcast that probably stands out the most? That's a really good question. Nobody's ever asked me that. Uh, it's the tequila. Uh, <laughs> uh, BTG, you know, I don't. I got. I got to think. I got to think a second. Uh, uh, probably mine was uh, most likely the one with. Uh, I was talking about my parents. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. That was very good. Uh, well, yeah, it's easier for me to answer my favorite episodes of other people's podcasts. Uh, like I love the one that y'all did with three five KY Sports. Uh, oh, yeah, that I listened to that twice. That was uh, really like one. that was dope. That was very dope. Uh, but mine, I, I guess I'll say the last. You know what? Yeah, the last the last episode I did. The last episode I did on BAP with with uh, Ray from Houston. We have a problem, and I gave BTG a little bit of of the background. But I, you know, I'll share a little bit on air is that it was an impromptu show. So the way we usually do the shows right, is okay. we'll, we'll have an outline on Monday. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, discuss it amongst the showrunners on the network and then the network will see it. And we'll have three main topics. We'll, we'll have a couple of points and we'll, we'll have an idea of where everyone's going, but they, they don't fill in the, the whole argument of what they'll say during the show. So that way you can have a little bit more context and, you know, you don't have to sit there for 20 minutes per topic. But Thursday, it just so happened that we just threw the outline out. You know, like, like it was just a freestyle podcast. And, and I hadn't been on the main show in a little while. And um, Ray is one of my favorite people to ever do podcasts with because she's intelligent and she's funny. And I, she just, she like, <laughs> I just never know what's happening. I never know what's going with it. I go with it, and we have a good time, man. So the last one on, on Black Astronauts Planet, I think it was uh, – I forgot what it's called, but it's the last one. It's the last one that we, Ray and I did. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Ooh. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So you got Jeezy? Yeah. Uh, I just want to personally know, you know, uh, how long both of y'all have been doing this uh, podcast game, and uh, what would you say was like – the best part of your, I, I'm gonna use the basketball term or I'm gonna say your best part of your career, like where you had the LeBron, uh, LeBron, uh, my team's duty, my, my team's duty, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna take it to the finals and get swept. Or is it the best part of your career, the, uh, the Kevin Durant switched to the Warriors and, 
And now I got me a chip. Which part? Yeah, y'all come up with some back to back good questions. Uh, hold on, now. let me. You know, I'm scared to see what BTG is about to say because oh, you better be scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna let you go first in case you take a shot, so I can rebut. Go ahead, go ahead, BTG. That's cool. That's cool. We're gonna do this all night then. Uh, <laughs> all, all night, baby. Let's go. Uh, well, I started out. I started out on Teddy's D net- Network, my mixtape. <laughs> BT, uh, baby, the great thoughts. Yeah, I remember <laughs> and, those. And, yeah, I was getting my mixtape on Jack and Cats with Beats, and it was cool. Teddy D still ain't paid me for that. No more <laughs> so it's all right though. He keeps saying it's in the mail, and I'm like, all right, I guess I got a bird man. Uh, <laughs> oh man, oh man. great column. Yeah, but I I think I think my you know my my Bron performance. Uh, along the side of Kyrie because Kyrie actually saved him. Um, mm, I'm, mm, right. mm. I'm going to say I'm going to say that's going to be the next show that come up. Okay, you know what? That's very good. That's very good. That was good. Uh, uh, well, man, to let me think. The best performance. You know what? So I will say, uh, kind of the peak of everything. So just a little background about where where the network that I am now, the Black Astronauts, they've been around for six years. And they were one of the first black podcasts to, you know, kind of, in my eyes at least, really break through to that next tier level of podcasters. Because not a lot of us make it. And for that's, that, that's for a million reasons. But the point is, they were going four years before I came on. So even though I've been there for two years, they had a very solid, you know, following a fan base and, and, you know, all, all the stuff that I had no part in other than being a fan. So like one of the new things that we've done in this past year is in, in honor of sports, instead of bracket, bracketology, we call it blackatology, right? Uh, Where we take different subjects in black culture and we rank them in brackets and that, to be clear, that was not my idea. But on that show, we ranked the the greatest black TV shows of all time, which was rigged. <laughs> hey, you can see the salt. Any anybody you listen, see, you can see the salt. <laughs> like like to, to quote Ray from from Pacific to Pretzel, how salty are you, bro? So so like mm. we we got we we basically went through sixteen different shows, and at the end, I was one of the deciding votes. Uh, I would tell you who won, but I feel like uh, feel like leaving you suspense. Nah, you know what I'll tell you. So yeah, it was between um, Martin and Fresh Prince, and it was Martin that won. The people can decided you- on a vote in the poll, and and Martin came through. So, Martin, yeah. Can you go yeah. to the sem? Can you can you talk about the semifinals, please? Hey man, I don't want to listen. The final man, four. You can't. Are right, we going five? All right, I'll do the final four. Yeah, I'll do the final four. Yeah, we had <laughs> we had. Yeah. Uh, Cosby Show didn't make it uh, mm. because, you know, mm. shout out to Bill Cosby raping. So I was like, nah, yeah, you got to yeah. get out of here. Yeah, uh, oh, so yeah. we, we have different world. Oh, no. Oh, no. Different world didn't make it, did they? It was Living Single, right? Yeah. <laughs> Living Single, Fresh Prince versus Martin. And who was the last one? Was it? It wasn't Girlfriends. I forgot. I don't know. But the point is, Martin won. 
I felt good. That was my LeBron performance. That was a long answer to your question. My fault, CD. That's all good, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Martin should have won. I feel like the right show won. I agree. I do too. I agree. Oh, no. The the, the best show won. I just felt like there was a show that shouldn't have made it that far. That's all I'm saying. Which (laughs) one? Which one? When I heard that final four, I was about to say, ah, you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, But but here's the thing about it. Like, this is the thing about we got so much flack from the the network group that we have on Facebook, which you can check us out, Black Astronauts Podcast Network on Facebook. Or you can uh, email us at Black Astronauts, by the way. But, like, we got so much flack because there were some upsets. But I'm like, y'all must not watch March Madness. Like, this is how this is how bracketology goes every year, y'all. March yeah, Madness. Yeah, but a different world is not a straight upset. One through, yeah. Yo, yo, no one is safe in March Madness. No one, son. Like, you oh. can't sit here and tell me that. Come on. Yeah. Wait, you asked me a question. You said, how salty am I? Blood pressure high, Nick. That's how salty I am. <laughs> Blood mm. pressure high. <laughs> Super high. <laughs> you, te- you telling me a fresh prince can't get upset? Yeah, dog. Listen, no one's saying fresh prince is bad. I'm just saying take that L. Take that L and sit in the corner. Martin got mm-hmm. it. That's it. Martin, Martin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Martin got it. How can we be upset? Yeah, fresh, fresh prince is like the 12 seed. Be defined. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so I like. I like. What? 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 What is? I was about uh, to spark up a fight. Oh, go ahead. You know what? Go ahead. Let's see what this is going to be. <laughs> I'm yeah, I her too. Go ahead, Tanya. It's Sunday. <laughs> I think G is taking a break right now. Anyway, you might as well get it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, man. Just go back. It sounds like I'm promoting, but I just need y'all to know why BTG. My, my BTG and I are, are uh, you know, you know, on opposing sides tonight. We may have in that last show I mentioned, some would call it a prank call, someone call it an impromptu comedy session. We may have called BTG while he was coaching. Ambush. In LA. Uh, that's what you, you, that's know. what you guys call it. It's an ambush. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. It was, it was, how, it was a, how did my hair look? <laughs> to the back of the head. That's what that shout was. out to Snoop. Yeah, shout out to Snoop from the Y. But she, but she took the bullet like a G, just like you did. It's all good. So I'm not so ready like, to go, Eddie D. I'm not ready to go, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to go yet. <laughs> so go back and listen to the show. Ray and I, we were. It was from a, a, a former discussion when BTG, as well as Spirit G from the G Spot Network, and myself did a show after Prince passed away. In honor of him, we were ranking our top five artists. We didn't talk about it before the show, but BCG has no fear. So he gets on the mic, and he's just like, you know, Prince wasn't in my top five. Oh, God. And we were just like, bro, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I don't see nothing wrong with that. I was just letting y'all know that he wasn't in my top five. I didn't say he wasn't great or anything <laughs> like that. No, right. no, 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 no. It, it's a valid opinion because it's subjective, all that. But, like... Ray is a huge Prince fan. There, therein lies the the drama. That's why we pranked him so he could defend his position. And then, you know, two minutes. That was it. So there you go. You're not gonna tell him where y'all caught me from. <laughs> why is why all the details important, dog? I mean, I, I feel like you know they didn't even know how much. Details. I feel like yeah, I feel like we should go. <laughs> what was I doing, Teddy D, when you called me? You were, you were, all right. So BTG. BTG is a man of the people, and the he Lord's coaches. <laughs> he was legitimately coaching 
coaching it was it the AAU team in, 12 in, U uh, 12 U yeah, yeah 12 U in in uh in LA and we may have called him in the middle of practice while the balls were <laughs> were going going mm. in the in the gym he's just like hey what's going on man and, you know I'm like ah oh, that chill man just want to Totally. He's giving y'all. He's giving y'all the PG thirteen. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all that. I'm gonna give you, okay. R rated version. He called, He walked in there. He walked into practice and said, "Bro, we gotta talk to you outside." I go outside. They give me a couple of bars. Boom. Don't me in the back of the head. Outside the gym. Mm. That's basically what happened. He didn't give me okay. no time to explain. Two minutes. You can't explain no MJ versus Prince in no, in no two minutes. But but yeah. listen, y'all, yo, yo, I listen to Ball and Beats podcast. Y'all are fanatic about music like I am. You know how a cipher goes, yeah. right? This yeah. is a freestyle show. You don't know. You don't know where these bars are go go go. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you never we, know where it's going. We didn't know we would go call somebody. We we know we just you know. Petty, right. Petty, Petty D. I was installing some post plays, and you called me about. Uh, he said I was installing post plays. <laughs> Straight bars don't have we... names on them, yo. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I've been so busy. Uh, it, it, everybody's busy. I don't mean to say it like, you know, I'm the only one busy. But I've been so busy that after the show happened, I've been taking, you know, been taking classes on Fridays when I'm off at downtown at, at JCC, which shout out to my Louisville listeners to know that. But mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> I had to prep for class the next day. Because Ray is an hour behind in Houston. So I stayed up late doing that. So I was, you know, I woke up late. I was late for class. Have to get my son to daycare, all this other stuff. But like, BTG calls me when the show comes out. <laughs> and I, I didn't say, I'm not going to say I forgot about it. But it, I realized that that was the first time that he he heard what led up to his ambush itself. Mm. Henceforth, the freestyle and uh, you know, listen, we we in a friendly podcast beef right now. That's that's, that's my dog though. That's, oh, yeah, that's what's up. We got Facebook. Oh, I said Facebook podcast beef on this episode. That's what's up. <laughs> you know what? That might, that might be the name for this episode: the podcast <laughs> beef show. Listen, listen. You know, that's that's. But you know what? We we spoke. We spoke. We won't, we won't go into details, <laughs> and and we laid out the we, we laid out some some barriers, some boundaries. I think it, they're understood, and we're good. We're good. Hey, hey, y'all remember on Minutes of Society when uh, when they went back to the uh, they went to go get the cast that uh, killed uh, Kane cousin. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, man. Yeah. Remember, remember when MCA was like, hey, you need some help, partner? Oh. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I definitely remember it's that. Part. Yeah, that's going to that, that's be that type of episode. It's, it's, it's going to be that heat, and I'm expecting the heat. And you know what? Because we drew first blood, we deserve we deserve some heat. I can't wait to listen heat. to it. I'll I'm tell you say. that. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Hey. Last, last I check, I, you know. I'm not a probably not gonna take a sitting down, but you know, come on, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Well, well see. I tell you what, we definitely looking forward to hearing that when that drops. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna be right on it, and I might have to send some feedback or something and get involved. Somewhere. Yeah, so we're gonna have to do us. that. So I need to check out that episode with that with that black guitar, y'all. Man, I gotta see that. Mm-hmm. 
So so what we're going to do here now, we we just going to uh, take one little quick break. Uh, we're going to come back, get right back into our sports topics with more of the Ball and Beach podcast. What's happening? This is Teddy D from the Black Astronauts podcast. I am in the Ville. And as always, you know where I am. I'm kicking it with the Black Beatles. You on the Ball and Beats podcast. What's happening? She's asking me to change, but she really want a dope boy. Yo, thanks for sticking with us during that short break. Uh, welcome back to the Ball and Beach Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, B. Spence. It's your boy, CG. And again, together, we are the Black Beatles. Black uh, Beatles. We are right back here, about to get into some sports topics. Uh, we did have our guest on, uh, Teddy D, earlier. He had to step out early on us. Uh, shout out to Teddy D, but we do still have uh, my main man out on the West Coast, uh, BTG from the BTG for President podcast. Uh, so we're going to just uh, go ahead and get into a couple of the sports topics. Uh, so the first one uh, that I do want to get into is, uh, of course, uh, the information came out about Arizona's head coach. Uh, I forget his name all the time. Sean Miller. Sean right? Miller. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So it, it, it did come out that Sean Miller allegedly was on wiretaps uh, talking about getting this $100,000 for the uh, for the basketball players. Uh, he's come out and said, you know, it wasn't him. He sat out one game. He's back coaching them. Uh, but one of the fallouts from that was they did lose a commit. Uh, they did lose uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son, Sharif O'Neal. He decommitted from Arizona and has now signed to UCLA. Uh, so I want to get uh, just the thoughts on, you know, what do you think it means for UCLA? UCLA, what does it mean for the program now? 
uh, getting a net signing from uh, Sharif O'Neal? Definitely a good look. Um, we haven't had a small forward of that caliber in a long time. Um, I thought he was going to go to LSU. I, I really did because he, you know, early on, uh, he was going to go to USC, uh, apparently. I mean, but Arizona is, you know, one of our, you know, one of our top teams in a, in a, in a Pac-12. Well, I mean, not, not just one of the, not one of the top teams, but I mean, it's a good program. Arizona historically is a good program. Uh, but I thought he was going to go to USC, um, and then after that, when I found out he was going to sign with Arizona, I'm like, you know, figures. And then um, once he decommitted, I'm like, he's either going to go to he's either going to go to LSU, or um, well, I just I didn't I didn't think he was going to come to UCLA. I did I did joke and say, well, you might as well just you know come back to LA since he already played you know basketball out here in high school. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I I figured that he would. I figured he was either going to go to LSU. Or what was the other school I thought he was going to go to? I forgot what the other school was. But I'm like, you're not about to go too far away from L.A. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, or Oregon. I thought he was going to go to Oregon. So I'm like, you're not going to go too far, so you might as well just stay out here where you where you already hooped at. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good look. Is he as good as – I mean, he's, he's going to be a good wing, man. Don't get me wrong, but he's not as – uh, I don't know if he's going one. I don't think he's good enough to go one in and, and, and out of here. That's the only yeah. thing. Like I think, I think he's good to help our program to get to the next level. Uh, but I don't know if he's there yet to just bounce and go to the league after one year. I've seen him play and it's it's okay, but not <laughs> not not league okay. It's okay. Jesus, right. uh, how you feel about that? About that? Uh, I honestly, man, I just I think really uh, it's a blessing in disguise for UCLA. I think they they they're more established as a program. Don't get me wrong, Arizona's a, a a good school and a good college basketball atmosphere, but the way teams are going now and how they build it up, I think not only do you get Shaq's son, but you also get Shaq, which doubles everything to me because now you know how big schools like with Snoop Dogg's son and uh, you know these rapper sons they're coming up and it's like I don't know if y'all watched the new game yesterday I'm not saying it to break up my squad but we had two chains in the building man it's just like when you got people making moves like that you know it's just like it makes it more exciting it, it brings more hip hop to the sport, which I think we got away from it anyway, because back in the day, you know, hip hop was sports to me. But uh, I just think it brings a it brings a bright light to UCLA, even though Arizona. I, I'm not sure about dude that apology and all that that statement he made. He didn't seem too confident in the statement that he was making. Seems like he just said it, just like just go out there and say it so we can get through the season. It really didn't yeah. seem hard. It really didn't seem like he was, you know, like, I still believe he did it. You know, I mean, I, I'm oh, like, yeah. I, hey, he I did it. it comes out. Yeah, I can't wait till it comes out so we can be like, ah, we do it. You know, so I, I just think it's a bright light for UCLA, man. It's, uh, it's a good look. I also think I agree with uh with the homie. I, I don't think he's going to be a, a player to come in and do one year. 
So I think it's going to help their recruits for the year after that. I just think it's a good look for them. Yeah, it, it helps out. It helps out our recruiting as well for the following year. It, it definitely, if he does stay, you know what I'm saying. Just imagine right. if this whole one and done thing wasn't what it is. Like you got to think about it. Zoe, you know what I'm saying. Zoe would still be there. Right. You know, we would we would still have cats there to draw in. You know, more talent. And you know, but you know, this whole one and done thing is killing college. Is actually killing the pros too. But um, you know, I, I give if he could just stay, just give me two years, man. Just give me two. That's so, all I ask for. So what do what do you think? And this this kind of just popped into my head. Uh, so of course UCLA they had the whole you know the whole ball family was there, and with them playing, then you, you had Papa, you had Lavar Ball around it uh, a lot. Uh, so on top of that, now you're going to have Sharif O'Neal, you're going to have Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, is there any bit like a, would you say, kind of like a sigh of relief knowing that this player's father may be the opposite of LeVar? Or is it is it going to be, is it just going to be different? Or is it going to be better having a Shaq being a UCLA dad other than LeVar Ball being a UCLA dad? Oh, it's, it's different because... See the Ball Brothers was they was they was a circus before they even you know before the before all this they was a circus when they right. were playing at Chino, when they was playing at Chino they was the number one ranked high school in the nation they were going back and forth they were going back and forth with um I forgot the other school that they was going back and forth with but I mean all you uh, you gotta re- you gotta remember all three of them played on the same team at one point right and 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 you think you think the younger one was is out here doing ridiculous stuff. In high school, he was shooting as soon as he crossed half court, he was shooting. They was taking between them three, they was taking at least 70 to 80% of the shots on the team. So this wasn't it wasn't nothing new out here, but we already knew the talent of the player. That's why, you know, the middle son get dragged a lot, you know, and then the father is uh, come on, man. We all know an uncle that's that crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um is is different because his father is trying to start up a new brand, trying to make their brand relevant. Shaq is already a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? We talking about a Hall of Fame player with four rings. You know what I'm saying? And he's loved out here in L.A. So he ain't got nothing to prove. He should got He just gonna, he's gonna pop up to the game, support his son, just like he was doing when his son, you know, in high school. That's it. That's I'm, I feel that. I'm happy about it because. I feel like we're going to actually see somebody with talent be represented. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's re- he's going to represent his father. Of course, he's not going to do what his father did. And a lot of players are not going to do that. But if you think about it, in the past 10, 15 years, when you talk about somebody's son, like, to be honest, I'm looking forward to LeBron's son more than anybody. And that's yeah, sad because yeah. the boy's only 12 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michael Jordan's son was let down. Uh, man, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, don't get me wrong, he made an impact in the NBA, but he's still too little to, you know, what I'm saying, like he's getting traded around, so he's not really a factor. You look at uh, Larry Nance Jr., I mean, his good, his daddy was good, but this guy doesn't have, you know, saying the same type of game that his father had. So, I, I think it's just gonna be good to see somebody being represented or somebody represent their father pretty good. I think, I think. If his game develops, he can get pretty good. I mean, he's already got talent. And, of course, he can only get better. And I think he can even grow some more still. So I, I just think the upside of it is, is seeing something positive 
from this man's son because, like I said, so many players, man, it's like a letdown. Like, your daddy was so good, and you would think that it would get passed on. But it's like, like I said, LeBron's son's the only one that makes me be like, ooh, he might be cold he get older. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody's just kind of like, ah, you know. Man, but some I mean, of these kids, some of these kids are like, it's very few of these kids that's built to to go out there and have a passion for the game. Most of the right. kids that that you know that that have these Hall of Famer um, uh, players that you know these dads, they they had everything, and it's a different it's a different era too. So they got other things to get into that you can just go on YouTube and and try to be famous. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like how we had to go outside and actually play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like they got too many options, right? You know? But we—he does have the resources to get his son better, so it's no excuse. I mean, he's six nine too, a six nine yeah. Four, yeah, four. Yeah, he, right. Yeah. Like I said, he can easily go seven foot. Not, you know, first grow when they last year of high school grow six inches. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's possible for him to get bigger. Mm-hmm. So, so like I said, I'm excited for him to be at UCLA. I think he's gonna be a dope college player, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he want to go to the league and go straight to the bench. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely see how he pans out at UCLA. Uh, hopefully, he has a good career. And uh, come on, let's you know. let's talk about it. I know you don't want to be Spence. I know you don't want to, but let's talk about it. What you want? That meltdown. Come on. I'm nah, I'm I'm gonna come to that last in the sports. We're gonna we're gonna shift to the NBA real quick first. I saved that one. Yeah, I saved. I'm trying to put off talking about that as long as I can. I know it. But <laughs> so just shifting to the NBA for a second, uh, uh, Boston Celtics head coach Brad Stevens has come out and said that Gordon Hayward is not going to return this season. How much do you guys think that that's going to affect Boston's chance at an NBA title or just getting to the NBA championship? You know my famous line. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. I mean, he didn't. I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not like he. You know, no, nah, it doesn't matter. I mean, he better sit out. I wouldn't. Right. Just, yeah, chalk it up, man. Don't even risk it. I mean, a lot of people but, were were holding their hopes on him coming back to help them get past Cleveland. Well, them hopes went up because that. that that roster changed, and it's looking like. It's looking like the Cavs is not – they're not as strong. as This was probably one of the weakest Cavs teams since the Cavs played uh, the Spurs uh, a, a while back and got smacked. Um, so they, they, doesn't, they don't have a strong roster, so the E's got to take advantage of this. I get it. They want to take advantage of this opportunity, but I'm not about to risk my health. Nah, nah, not like that. Oh, nah. oh and for the record, since our last episode, B. Spence was uh, hyping those new little Cavaliers. They ain't got a game since. I just wanted to, the people was I follow was to listen. Was I hyping them? They game since. Now, was I hyping them? They a game since. Was I hyping them, or did I just say that they looked you said they You said they were going to be better, and they're not. They, they just lost to the Nuggets last night. Well, the thing is, the thing is, the players that they acquired, out of all them players that they acquired, only one of them got playoff experience and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but he had Paul George on his team. That was a cool exactly. Pacers team. Everybody else, that's new spotlights. They don't, they don't even know what that feel like. Right. And, who, and who's going to be Braun's savior this time? We, we asked him that, too. He said 
He's claimed that the bench that they have will hold up for him, which I don't see it. Well, I don't no, see Jordan Clarkson. I feel like their bench is better about now. to sit down for a while. So I, I don't know if y'all think – I mean, I don't know if, if if sitting him out – I know it's a strategic plan to sit him out to get him some rest for the playoffs, but I don't see anybody on that bench. That Why do you think that 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 the, the coming into the season roster was stacked? They had you at, at one it, point. You had Wade and Rose on the same. <laughs> now, now, hold on, hold on. Right. It, it looked stacked on paper during the season. It was nowhere near stacked. Wade was a bum. Rose was a bum. Isaiah Thomas was a bum. All them guys yeah, were bums. But, but they right, thought, but, they, they thought but they Jordan Carson is a bum. No, he's not. He's balling. He's not balling. He's balling. That's not balling, bro. Jordan Clarkson was coming off the buzz, averaging 15. That's pretty solid. But if you're telling him to step up and play the role of uh, potentially being Robin, I don't hey, know. Hey, well, I'm going to ask you. I, I mean, I'm going to ask you this because I said this last week, and I want to see what you think about that. I said they got a team full of J.R. Smiths, six mm-hmm. men, six men players. Yeah. They, yeah they're, 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 they're good in their role, but you expect Rodney Hood to come from a Utah Jazz team where he was the fourth option. You expect Jordan Clarkson to come off the bench where he was from L.A. and spark a team that needs starters. They need starters. They can't be the, they can't be the mediocre team. They still got Kevin Love. Kevin Love come back in. He's going to give him a punch, too. Is, is he? Yeah, he is. Is he? Because, because Kevin Love, ain't, he didn't make a punch last year in the playoffs. No, nah, he didn't play well in the playoffs last year. That's true. Kevin, because Kevin Love, we gotta remember Kevin Love came from a duty Minnesota team that never saw the playoffs. Well, look, and Kevin Love, and Kevin Love lacks the main thing you need in his position, and that's defense. Who's, who's and you the, and you ask and you asking either you asking for a, a solid balance throughout the whole roster? Are you asking another player? Because you got to remember, man, Kyrie was putting up. Buckets in that final game. Exactly. At, at, at one game, both of them had like 40 apiece. So right. you ask you asking somebody to fill Kyrie's shoes. And ain't nobody on that roster, Kyrie. Well, no, not nope. not not one specific person, but as a collective, they're playing they they play better. I'm not saying playing better doesn't mean you're gonna win every game and go undefeated the rest of the season. You can still play better and lose. I still feel like they're better than they were before the latest trade. And they're still going to come out of the East. Okay. Nah, they're not coming out of the East. Who's I, gonna I, I, I got. Honestly, I got to see this. At first, in the beginning of the season, I said, "Yeah, I got them there." But after this trade, they're not I'm going like, to the East. I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." Boston might have action. Toronto, Boston and I don't even not, like Toronto. I think they. I don't you know, that's fools. I, I don't know. After they, the they, trade, they, they Cleveland suck. smacked Boston after that trade. Hey, but you talking about what? Let's talk about what they doing since they smacked Boston that game. Because Boston played the Rockets great last night. Did they Besides win? Besides a couple of errors at the end of the game, did they when Kyrie was trying to he was trying to hey. miss a free throw. Well, look, hey, the regular season phase you can have that because my Lakers just came back and beat San Antonio. That's so you can you can you can have that. I want to see this fade in the playoffs. It's a t- it's a different type of animal. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if Cleveland wants to sell the Sixers in seven games. Boy, stop. Hey, somebody. Hey. He got a point right there. Seventy six are young, bro. All I'm young, saying, and they got and they got they got more talent than Cleveland does. Like I know that everybody wants to wants to hold on to a team they think can beat LeBron. It doesn't work that way, guys. 
it no, doesn't bro, work that you, way. Bro, we talking about matchup. We we already said this on the show before. We talking about matchup. If John Wall comes and, back, uh, and we talking about matchup like Washington, Toronto, 76ers, and the Bucks all give LeBron and them a problem at matchups. So what are we gonna say when Cleveland goes to the finals again? When they're not gonna go to finals. I, if he go, if they go back to the finals. And we gonna everybody gonna say Bron put up a hell of a hell of a performance. That's what we gonna, gonna have to. He's he does, score fifty a game, but bro. he does it every year. No, he puts up a hell of a performance every nah, year. That's yeah, not but he always he always have a savior. It's always a Jesus on his team. Yeah, literally, yeah, literally, on, literally Ray Allen, Ray, Ray, Ray Allen, Wade and Kyrie, 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 the one that hit the hit the goal away the, the game winner exactly. to the but I'm exactly. saying y'all. I mean y'all saying that like it's a bad thing. Like that's like it's an anomaly no, and not the no, normal. We're Every, saying that's what they What I'm saying is what I'm saying is Bron is known for having that guy to take the to take the the pressure off of him when he needs to be that dude in the pressure. But they, they, need, they, need, every, two, they need two players that can average thirty points. Every every great player right now they, though. Every right great player Every great player that's won a championship has had somebody that's had to hit a big shot to win the games. Every every that, championship team. But they've also had two players that were dominant, bro. It's always been like that. I'm listen. It's I'm always not, been like listen, that. Listen. When LeBron them, when LeBron them won in Miami, he had Bosch and and Wade. And he also had Ray Allen. When Kobe, when Kobe was in LA, they had Kobe and Shaq. They had Robert Ory and Derek Fisher hitting shots. LeBron even had Kyrie. Now no Kyrie. So you telling me Jordan Clarkson is going to step up and score 30 a game? No, I'm not saying he's going to. with LeBron? I'm not saying he's going to step in. Is Smith going to do it? Is Kevin Love going to do it? I'm not saying he's going to step in and score 30 a game. I'm not saying one player is. I'm saying as a collective, them players can come together give you 10 to 15 a game to, 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 to get to the hump. Now I'm not saying Cleveland is going to win the championship. I'm saying nobody is going to beat them in the East. They're going to, if they go to the championship and play golden state again, they're going to lose. That's they're not going to make it to the finals. That's simple, but they are going to the finals. It's a, 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 a LeBron led team. It's not going to not make the finals. Cleveland is not going to the finals, bro. All right. When we, when we come back to it and, and it's finals time, I'll, I'll I'll get at both of y'all, but yep. LeBron is going back to the finals. Absolutely, man! All these LeBron haters in the world. Mm. It's not LeBron. I, man, LeBron's cold, bro. It's not LeBron. It's 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 coming down to, bro. When you got teams that are stacking up players to beat another team, you got to do the same thing. If LeBron then would have reached out and grabbed uh, a DeAndre Jordan. Uh, uh, Greg Monroe, like they was talking about doing, then I would have been like, oh, okay, okay, cool. But he downgraded to a team of shooters. And in the NBA, shooting doesn't win championships. It definitely does. It won the last two out of three. No, it doesn't. Bro, Golden State okay, won Golden, two but, out of three. But, every, but everybody on their team, bro, plays team ball. They play as a team. And they have player. Right? They have a player. If LeBron has a bad night in the playoffs, it's over. It's over. They can't afford that. LeBron can't have a bad night. Kevin Durant can have a bad night, and Klay Thompson and, and Stephen Curry are making it seem like nothing happened. Yeah, that's why I'm saying if they play Golden State, Cleveland's not going to win. Paul, but 
over Chris Paul could have a bad night and Harden still there. Right, but that's not speaking to my point. I'm saying Cleveland, if they go to that championship and face Golden State, they're going to lose. But nobody in the East is going to beat them to go to the finals. Nobody. Everybody. I, I don't think. I don't Boston. think nobody in the East is afraid of them because they see they see the weakness in that roster. That's why. That uh, that roster got to come out and play excellent. All I'm saying is, every year when LeBron goes to the finals, there's always a group of people that says, "Oh, they're gonna Cleveland ain't gonna get it this time. They these teams got better. They're gonna get them." First, it was the Bulls with Derrick Rose that was going to put LeBron out, beat him every time. Then it was uh, who else Who, who else next to us? Then it was Boston. Once uh, LeBron beat Boston, he beat them every year. They couldn't do nothing. Well, well after then, that, you, say Derrick, and that you was, said Derrick Rose and the Bulls. Who said that? Everybody. Well, look, I, I, Derrick, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is the first year. This is the first year where I thought LeBron and then wouldn't win the Delta the Finals, bro. This is the I'm first not, time. I'm not saying you specifically. I'm saying there's a whole bunch of people. Like every year, it's a different. That was team. his hope, though. Oh, well, that, those those they, guys they, they wanted that they to happen. Yeah, they don't they like was hate on LeBron. That's what that is. They, they don't, don't like LeBron. LeBron's a hell of a player. And then it was it's the not about LeBron no more. It's about who's gonna help LeBron. And like I said, if he has a bad night, who's gonna step up and say, "Ah, oh, well, LeBron." You gonna get fifteen tonight. I'm gonna score forty. Nobody on their team can do that. Ain't none of these teams good enough though to be Le- a, a LeBron led team yet. None of them are. I, I think Boston is all right. I think they Boston's all right, bro. They, I'm not Boston. saying Boston is not good. They are a good team. They're not good enough to beat the Cavs yet in a series. Shit. Hey, but if if Boston meet if if Boston does meet the Cavs, like Kyrie is a different type of person though. Like he he he's not the type to shine away from the spotlight. No, and, and and Kyrie's great. He's not he's not the kind that's gonna shy away. I I can give that to him. But what I'm saying he wants, is he wants to be that dude to say I be I stop Bron from going to the finals. Right. Everybody wants to be that guy, and ain't nobody did it yet. No, but he wants to do it. I don't know anybody else that that you know. I mean, of course, there's a lot of players that probably go at Bron. But Kyrie is like, come on, man. He was, he was, he was man enough to say, "Look, I want out of here. Right. I, I don't care if he's the best player in the world. I'm out of here." And that's cool to have that mindset. It don't mean it's gonna happen, you know. I would. I just want to see. see. I, I honestly we'll don't see. think this team is just strong enough. I don't all think they, I don't think they're going to finals though, bro. Yeah, all those other all those other finals. I knew they was going. Everybody knew he was going back to the finals. Right. That, the joke. The the running joke was how weak the East is. Right, and how he just gets to walk to the finals every year. We said that it was going to be Golden State and Cleveland. Everybody agreed with that the past three years. I've yeah. heard, I haven't heard anybody else say no. Nah, and it's going to be the, the same. Year. It's going to be the same nah. thing this year. Golden State and Cleveland. It might not even be Golden State. It is because people want to. People are throwing their their hitches to the to the Houston wagon. That's not great happening either. They until I see James Harden or or uh, Chris Paul actually uh solidify and win the big games in the playoffs i'm not counting on them for what if it's this year if it's this year that then i can be wrong but until i see it i'm not i'm not gonna call it well i i agree with you with that uh because then uh uh d'antonio i mean he's known for uh you know getting uh you know he he could do that during the season but when he get into the playoffs 
I don't know. That's true too. That's true too. That's and that's all I'm saying. Just like the Clippers every year. Oh, the Clippers are gonna be a problem. They can maybe go. They, I know. Flamed, they flamed I know. out in the first, second round, just like Houston. Houston blew it last year in the playoffs. Like James Harden chokes in those playoff games, and so does Chris Paul. So, well, I, I just said Chris Paul. First of all, I don't trust his body in the playoffs, and I don't, I don't trust him to be the second option, uh, the second scoring option on the championship team. I just don't trust it. And that's if he got to be, your, if he got to be your second option picking up the scoring load, I don't think that's a good thing. I think he's a better player just being a distributor first. And that's and that's why I say I don't trust. That's why I'm saying Golden State is going back. But like. It would be different if Kawhi Leonard wasn't out for the whole season for San Antonio. They can maybe give him a, a game, but without him, it's a wrap for them too. Yeah, San Antonio's looking bad. So let's go ahead, go ahead and quit putting it off our transition to the to the topic. I you know I'm pretty upset about. Uh, it's number twenty two fault. Just go ahead. It's number twenty two fault. He got lost on the play. I'm just letting you know that now. Man, he got lost man. on every play. <laughs> University of Louisville was from from the travel to the to the uh, falling on the ground and trying to jump up and block the shot. U of L was up on the number one seed Virginia, number one ranked team Virginia, going into the closing seconds. First of all, it, it started when when your boy started missing them free throws, McMahon. We was up two or three points, but he was missing free throws, so we got into the closing seconds, up by one point. And first, it wasn't even uh, talking about Dang nope, nope. It, right, it yeah, wasn't even. Yeah, correct I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm coming that. into it. I'm coming to it. It wasn't even Dang first. First was the terrible foul from the three. All right. <laughs> that was the first. It <laughs> was up four points. That was stupid. Let him shoot it. So, first of all, it fell from the three. And then that's when my man's travels on the inbounds play, gives up the ball. And then gives up the three-point shot for them to win the daggone game. When I say it, it was 0.9 seconds left? 0.9 seconds left, and they let them 0.9 seconds when he fouled him. No, if, he'd have, if, he'd, if he'd have shot that shot and it would have went in, I hit the rim, the game was over. Yeah, right. yeah. He fouled him with 0.9 left. Fouled him with 0.9 left. That's what I'm saying. If the shot went off, the game was over. So, man, I don't. So it it's 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 two things to blame. It's it's Padgett and Adele, both of them, both of them. I don't even blame Padgett, bro. Why not? But Padgett don't play. Padgett didn't go out there and foul, and I'm pretty sure Padgett didn't say foul him when he shoots the three. That was stupidity. But I'm saying, did he that's, did he drill? Bro, you learn. There's things you learn. There's things you learn when. You play basketball. You never save the ball in your own rim. You learn that when you're young. You never, you never uh, foul a three-point shooter, especially when you got a four-point lead. You never foul a three-point shooter. He should have never. You never got anywhere close to do. That's common sense. That's not. That's not Padgett's fault. Padgett made the made the decision to put in the best free throw shooters because. It came down to free throw shooter. Now they went out there and missed him. You're ninety. You're ninety percent free throw shooter. That's no excuse. Look, it is. It doing, is he made the right moves. It is a bad. It definitely is a bad foul. You should know not to foul a three point shooter. But as the coach, if you're coming out of that timeout, you need to make sure to drill in your players' heads: no 
foul. No foul. But, you got but, to. But, like, bro, bro, how many you times do it as a coach? As a coach, how many times has a coach said those exact words and the players still go out there and do it? That's hey, one of those Chris moments. That's what I'm saying. Coach, it's so, it's a coach will tell you. That's like Chris Webber. That's why I'm saying it's on both of them. The coach told Chris Webber before he called a timeout, they didn't have any timeouts. Uh-huh. They even admitted that on the documentary. Right. But he somebody, told him we don't but, have timeouts. But somebody else and on the bench. He went out there and made the bonehead play. Right. But you, don't somebody, to, you don't listen to a scrub on the bench. It don't matter if in the heat of the moment, if somebody somebody else on the bench is telling you to call timeout, it can confuse you. Now, granted, he still should not have called the timeout, just like dude shouldn't have did the foul. But st- there's other factors in play, though. This isn't in a But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure breaking out that huddle, even after the coach said no foul, the captain on the team or the person that was on the floor, they didn't walk out and say, hey, foul him. Hey, you know, make sure even, you don't foul him. Hey, even this is an even better one. As a coach, they I would say coming out of the coming out of the huddle, no foul, no foul, don't foul, don't right. foul. We continue. And I'm pretty sure that. he did that. I'm pretty sure he did that. But see, how do we know? We don't. <laughs> Unless with somebody but you, but, you blame, it. but you can't blame it on Padgett to say it's Padgett's fault. I can blame no, it obviously on both. his fault. I can blame it on both. Both of them have fault. How's it Padgett's fault though? I just explained it. But I'm saying, bro, he don't play, dog. He's the head coach. Okay, okay, but let's talk about uh, when the Pagers won the Super Bowl and they had a running play and your boy went out and changed the call. Russell Wilson and threw a pass and got intercepted. The coach told him to get the bottom of Marshawn Lynch. The coach called That's the pass and play. That's who got the field. The, Russell Wilson didn't change the play. That was Yeah, he did. Game. He audible that play, bro. Pete Curl called that play. He came out and said he called that play. Russell I thought Wilson he came out and said he didn't uh-uh. call it. Russell Wilson didn't audible that. That was called a pass uh-huh. play. Well, that was now that that's what I would say is Pete Curl's fault. I can't say it was Devin Parrish's fault. But I'm but even even in even in that scenario, you can still point it to him and Russell Wilson. Like if the coach the coach can get it wrong, but the player can still audible if you think it's like that that one that one is a little bit different. I can't say that that's Yeah, but the coaches you know can't that, control that's, that's a little different. Yeah, the coach can't control. He you really can't control what your players do on the court because he probably got nervous or something like that. Or he probably he was nervous. hurt something. He's a freshman. Yeah, he probably he probably got spooked and just you he know made a freshman mistake. That's he tried to contest the shot and was too close. And right. really, it really wasn't even a, a really, really serious foul, but it affected the shot. And once it did that, I knew they was going to call it. But even then, though, even then with .9 seconds, the out-of-bounds play. With the referee got- pointing down at the ground, saying you can't move, and he still moved, that's bonehead. That's dumb. And he's a junior. There's no excuse. Yeah, that's yeah. not coaching. That's the player. It's, ab- it's, absolutely, the player. it's absolutely boneheaded plays by the player. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you how it falls into the coaching. So you can, if the if the game, if a game is full of nothing but boneheaded plays, yes, it's the players who did it. So just think, in that last few seconds, there were so many boneheaded plays. Now this ties into the coaching because as a coach, it's for you to instill discipline in your players. Like just like other teams, when they, this team gets all these penalties, they don't play discipline. That's on your coach. That's on coaching to instill the discipline in your players. 
So that definitely falls into coaching. I'm not saying it's right. still not boneheaded plays on the players, but it's still on you and the coach to instill this discipline in, in, in the game. So that's, that's right. how it comes down to coaching. If you have a team that doesn't have a lot of boneheaded mental errors and mental mistakes, you know, that's due to great coaching. Yeah. I understand that, but that was that was Daniel's fault, man. I'm not, he I'm not blew saying that game, no and then he, he played horrible defense. I mean, that and comes. And got a wide open shot. That comes down to boneheaded plays and coaching. It, it, oh it's yeah, both. man, it's both. Hey, he didn't know. He didn't know where to go. I seen him. He like he, did, he was lost. Yeah, he, he lost was himself. lost. And as a coach, all the thing you can do is call timeout. They ain't happening anymore. So but, I can't blame the coach on this one. And, and that this was one of the, he didn't know where to. You know, he looked at he looked at the screen. I, they, he didn't know what happened on the switch, and then I agree. Take it right open. Right. And yeah, if he, and if he was just made some dumb decisions as coaching. But this what this one wasn't him this time. If he was well coached, he would have known where to be, right? Nah, bro. That, that was that was, bro. You can drive a play twenty times, and it's still a cat that don't get it. Hey, bro, it's, it. it's it's simple as that is point nine seconds left. Nobody, <laughs> we're not putting in the zone. Is man up, switch on the screen. That's simple right. as that. Right. That's switch on the screen. That's that's. I don't even need a coach for that. <laughs> no man, but, he got he he was just spooked, man. But the, just, and this, you could just tell. But this is but see, this is how this this is how I can come back to coaching. As as a team, are you not practicing late game drills? These how you, special how you situations? in college though. And that's what I'm and that's what I'm getting to. Like you should be You don't you don't practice this. a lot in college, bro. No, well what no no what I mean by that, I don't mean that they that they're practicing that in college. What I'm saying is I'm teaching that now to twelve year olds. So right. how you don't how you don't know this? Should already know that. Yeah. Right. That's why I said that that comes with the game. That's what you learned that at the beginning. Bro, you gotta learn this on your own. You gotta get your Peyton Manning on and go up in that that you gotta do come on, that's basic. Now now if they would have now if they would have drilled like a two three zone or something and that's what Coach Padgett called was a zone and then they went out there and ran a zone and do hit a wide open three because you don't you don't run that for a zone. It should have been man to man. And that's different. But that was man to man, bro. Dude man, didn't switch. Man. He tried to he tried to he tried to make make something happen and he failed. And it cost him the game. It cost and, him a lot. And you gotta know you gotta know the other team personnel. Right. You gotta know where the shooter's at. That comes back from coaching. Comes back to coaching, don't it? Bro, yeah, how can you, you can't coach there if you don't have no timeout, bro. bro. They didn't have no timeout. There, there wasn't nothing the coach could do. There was a yell from the sideline, and I'm pretty sure Padgett wasn't just standing there. I'm pretty sure he was saying he was telling them what to do, bro. All I'm saying is, when you practice and you practice these late game situations, these situational practices, you should be coached up to that. Yeah, but we not we not always coaching point nine second, you know. Yeah, that's, that's something you might come across, but you're not gonna run through that every practice. Bro. And it's not gonna be exactly that play. It's not gonna know. be always and, be that. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, any other coach in the same situation would have ran the same defense pageant ring. No, no, I'm not saying and, I'm not saying it was the wrong, you know, wrong particular defense he ran. I, what I'm saying is. He was. I don't feel like he was coached well for that type of late game situation. It was too many mistakes he made in that late game situation. That's like, you know, Adele is not a freshman. He's not. A freshman. I think he's just. A, I think he's just a bonehead flirt. But he made but, a bonehead but, fool. 
those boneheaded we didn't see those boneheaded plays with Rick Patino like that. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure you, know, you can't say something ain't happened with Rick before. I'm, I'm not saying nothing never happened with Rick. He was there for 10, 15 years. I, what I'm saying is on the regular, this is on the regular this season with Louisville losing games. Is what I'm saying. So no, no, I, told, no, I already told you. I agree that. So you don't Patrick see has, so over you, the season, Patrick has made bad mistakes as a coach. So you didn't. I'm see not going to take as, away from that. You didn't but see that as much. This right here was the player. Yeah, because you got to think about it like this: if his point nine seconds left, you don't have time to dribble the ball, so that means you're not going to the rack. Your chances of throwing it inside the key and it getting tipped and game is over is very high. So you got to go for the shot. You got to go for the shot. When I seen the right. game live, when I seen the game live and I seen the dude get the shot off, I'm like, damn, he was wide open. But I didn't see where the defense broke down. Then I went on YouTube and I watched it twice. Yo, he was just lost. Yeah, dude was lost. Digger Dale was lost. He was. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying I can see the blame going towards the player and coach. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's, it's definitely more on Danger Dale, but the coach has a part in it too. Because so it's, re- it's a reoccurring thing. Now. It's a right. reoccurring theme this season. That's, so that's what I'm saying. That's why I can bring the coach into it. Because it's a reoccurring theme. And I'm I'll sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, so with that said, we're just going to take one more quick break and we'll be right back at you with more of the Ball and Beast podcast. Everybody for sticking with us through that last break. Uh, once again, welcome back to the Ball and Beats podcast. Again, I'm your host, B. Spence. The boys is Jeezy. And again, we are the Black Beatles in the city. Uh, again, we're sitting here with our good host, uh, not good host, our good guest host today, uh, BTG from the BTG for President podcast. Uh, we're going to get into a few of our hip-hop topics here. Uh, first thing I want to get into and just uh, talk about a little bit, 
is the uh, the new DJ Khaled track uh, with Jay Z, Future, and Beyonce uh, just dropped the other day. Uh, what what's your guys' thoughts on this track here? How are you digging it? Is it kind of all right, or, or is you not feeling it? Um, I didn't like it. I ain't gonna even lie. I think Future messed it up for me. Um, you know, Jay was Jay was nice as usual. It's, it's cool to hear his wife on there. That's solid, but. I didn't like Future on it at all, man. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Really? I, I, I ain't gonna even download it. <laughs> mm, really? I kind of felt like I felt like I could have uh, used a verse from Future instead of just being on the hook. Yeah, well, I, I actually feel like I don't because I don't really I don't really care for Future like that. Oh, I mean, man. he ha- I, I think he I think he can help out on a couple of hooks, but as far as some verses. I I don't need it in my life. I don't. I can go. With, I can go without it. I just didn't think. I I see what Khaled be trying to do. He try to get everybody involved, mix it up a little bit. That's cool. Everybody be friends. I don't think he was. I don't think he should have been on that track. I could have. I could have done without Future being on that track. Man, I'm cool. I, I like you. I'm a Future fan, man. I'm I'm an official member of the Free Band Gang. Uh, you know what I'm saying. So. I definitely would have liked to see Future have a verse on it. Just from my thoughts on my first listen, it kind of, I could just be off. It could just be me. I really feel like, I feel like Jay-Z was like really rapping off of the beat for a lot of the song, which was throwing me off. Maybe it was just me, but I kind of feel like he had a little bit of a Silk the Shocker flow on the song, and it was driving me crazy. Hey, hey you know what? I can, I can see that because usually if we hear Jay, he, Jay picked beats that he could control. So maybe this is one of those beats where he just heard it and he was like, all right, I'll hop on it. Um, but he usually, you know, he usually get the beats from, you know, he he pick his beats where he can control the track. And he definitely didn't control the track, but, you know, Jay is Jay, though. Right. I feel like, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel, yeah, it definitely sounded like it was kind of, off the tempo a little bit with it and it kind of it kind of drove me crazy a little bit but i do like the song though but i'm like i said i think jay drove me crazy he was kind of off the tempo a little bit and i would have liked to seen an actual verse from future instead of just being on the hook to me what you think jeezy you heard how much how much of the track did you like did you like it though yeah i mean i like the song overall i like beyonce on there as kind of like She's singing, but rapping kind of. So, I I like that too. It sounded, it seemed, it reminded me. It was a little bit of uh, Rihanna ish to me, a little bit. Mm, okay, I, I can see that. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if Jeezy's still with us. You still with us? Maybe he stepped off to use a restroom or something real quick. Um. So again, well, DJ Khaled from down in Miami. Uh, going sticking with Miami. Uh, Rick Ross uh, went to the hospital. Uh, said he was found unresponsive in his home. Uh, some reports are coming out saying that uh, that he's on some sort of a life support machine. Then I guess one of his guys put out an Instagram uh, post saying that no, he's fine, he's good, he's not on life support. He just had a seizure. He'll be all right. Who who are we to believe in this instance? Because some from somewhere, something about life support came from somebody, and it was spread through every news outlet. But now there's one guy saying, "Nah, he just had a seizure. He's not on life support. He'll be alright." Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's all I was hearing was the whole life support thing, and uh, I think it was like kidney. I don't know if it was kidney or liver liver failure, 
But either one, either one of them joints go down, it's over. I know that from personal experience. So, uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy right there. And then did you see the the, the Fifty Cent post? Oh man, when I seen that, I was hitting every. I was like, this has to be. That's not even petty. That's like savage. Like, yeah. yeah, that that was super. I can't believe he did. Well, I mean, I can believe he did it because, of course, they got their beef that's been going on for a hundred years now. I, I, I'm gonna start calling it the hundred years war between Fifty Cent and, and Rick Ross. I'm I'm about tired of it for real. But yeah, he posted. Man, he's the, bad, uh, yeah, he, he posted the meme from from the. Super, the, super bad, uh, yeah, he knew what he was doing. If he dies, well, he dies. Cold, right? That yeah. was cold. I, that, that was one of those things. Like even though we know Fifty, we like, nah, I can't go with you on that one. But what kills me is the whole thing is is technically over a chick, bro. Like we gonna take it this far, like. And then, of course, like, grow up, man, that was like some immature, you know what I'm saying, nonsense, man. Like, I mean, if this man going to die, bro, I don't care what kind of beef I got with anybody, bro. Ain't no beef that serious where I'm going to wish death on somebody, bro. Nah, man. Nah, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, not so at all. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Rick Ross will get home soon. He makes great music. I enjoy his music. Uh, I don't care about people's beef between each other when it comes to music. He make good music, make good music. So, you know, hopefully Rick Ross will pull out of that and come back to making good music. Maybe 50 Cent will start making some good music again one day. Who knows? Because uh, <laughs> I haven't heard it in a long time. I think uh, I think he's pretty much done. Like, him getting into these movies and these TV shows, I think he just, he he he, he switched over, man. He, he He's trying to go that mogul route. So, unless he started putting or forcing other cats up under him, I don't think he's gonna be making anything worth listening to. Now now what right. about now what about this? Did Fifty get into the movies and T V shows because he wanted to go in well of course he wanted to go into that lane. But did his music fall off because he went that lane or did his music fall off and then he went to that lane? I think it was both. I think it was he I think he was smart enough to know that what he was talking yeah, he about was it's a different it was a different era and I think he it, he wants to be he wants to be the, the, the Diddy and the Dre and the Jay-Z, but he wants to keep that thug, bad boy image, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wants to be that, that gangster that's, that's, you know, moving the, the, the chess pieces. So I think it was both. I think he was smart enough to get out of the game, even though he's making his own. He's smart enough to put his own soundtracks out to the TV shows and the, and the movies, but we're not looking for nothing G-Unit. We're not looking for nothing 50 or whatever, and I think he knows that. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I ain't been looking for nothing from Fifty since. I, well, let me be honest with you. His second album was was uh, all right to me, but he ain't had nothing good to me since the first album. Since Get Rich or Die Trying, I'm be real. Uh, I can I can roll with you on that one. It was songs here and there that I like, but other than that, you know, I I could agree with that. I think once once that whole him and the game beef popped off. He ain't he ain't had no hot music to me since then, except for like one song that I get money. That's about it. Oh uh, yeah, he he definitely had the remix was crazy. Um, yeah, but other than that, nah, man, he that he has, he put out songs here and there. He used to have an ear for like for those singles, but after that, man, like I said, I think he just wanted to go that mogul route and just get his hands in anything that he could. I think I think he uh I think he burned a bridge with Dre. With the whole gang beef, yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think Fifty is one of those cats that 
he loves to like he he loves like pick at the sore, <laughs> just keep picking at it, keep picking at it. You know, point point being the whole Rick Ross thing, like just just let it go, man. Just let it go. Right, right. Uh, so and so the last thing I won't get to. I'm 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 actually pretty excited about this part right here. Uh, since we got our we got our West Coast brother on with us, uh, mm-hmm. we we've done the, the the top five rappers of all time before, but I wanted to specifically get into the top five West Coast rappers of all time because I definitely grew up on all West Coast music when I was young. You couldn't tell me I wasn't from Cali. You couldn't tell me I wasn't from L.A. I, you know, my my father was out there uh, for a while, and uh, we. Uh, we stayed out there with him for a little bit. He was a sports writer for, for like the Dodgers and some other teams back in the day. So with that too, you couldn't tell me I wasn't from LA and didn't have roots in LA. Uh, my uncles listened to West coast music. So I definitely came up on all of that. So I'm anxious, anxious to hear, you know, what you all's thoughts are on the top five rappers from the West coast of all time. Um, I'm gonna have to go now. See, this is, (laughs) this is the thing we got. We got a lot of cats that, you know, some cats wouldn't give give us Pac because technically he's from, you know, he's from New York. So when you say West Coast, I mean, he's West Coast to us. Bro, he repped the West, so he counts as the West. Okay, so we got Pac. We got Pac, Cube. um, Pac, Cube. I got to give love. E-40 got to be in there. Um, Pac, Cube. E forty, Snoop of course, and K dot. Mm. That's that's interesting. K dot's already up there. He's in there because we got it. We had a gang of cats that come out of Compton, but the way he put Compton on the map and where he's at, no one from Compton has been as high as he has, except for Dre. But Dre is not a rapper. Yeah. So when you, cause like nowadays, when you think about, when you think about West coast, uh, hip hop, we had a lot of cats to come out of Compton alone. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got Nipsey, but Nipsey, Nipsey been out for a long time on this side, but this is his first album that was pushed through a label. Right. So basically you could just say he, you know, he's starting off all over again and he got, he still got time. He probably can't crack that top five once his career is over, but he's just now starting. The how K Dot took off, sheesh, you know what I'm saying. He's coming out of historical city as far as music. You got DJ Quick, you got MC8, you got the game. You know what I'm saying. So you had a lot of cats to come out of Compton, but the way he represent Compton and, who, and where he's at right now, he got to take over. He got to be in the top five. Yeah, I mean, I I can't be mad. I can't be mad at, at you putting Kendrick in at five. I. I know that I got the same four out of your five, and I don't have Kendrick, but I do have the other four in my top five. Uh, let let me see, Jeezy, you still there? You wanted you got a top five, or maybe he stepped away for a second. All right, I'll go ahead and give my top five real quicker. My top five West Coast artists of all time, and like I said, four out of the five we're gonna have the same, maybe a different order. So number one, first of all, of course we gotta have Pac. Pac is number mm-hmm. one. I got uh I got Q being at number two. Uh let's see. At number three, I got uh I got I got big Uncle Snoop in at number three. Okay. Uh at number four, I got 40 water, E40. Yep. And then my my, my fifth, people might 
question it a little bit because I feel like he's probably the most underrated guy uh, from Cali, to which I got to put Crooked Eye in there for number five. Dude, oh, Crooked Eye. Nice. Now, hey, hey, let me tell you something about people, Crooked people, Eye. People don't respect the homie. Yeah, yeah, but he went more of the business route, though. That's one one thing we can say is that he do know his business. He owned all his publishing. He know all. He knew all that before the mother cats knew. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, but but like he's super nice though. Like, I think he really. I think he probably would have been bigger if he didn't, you know, sign with Suge during that time that he did. I think yep. he would have blown up a whole lot more. And you know, of course, he got with. Uh, slaughterhouse uh but you know that was a group setting and and I, I don't think he gets as much respect or credit as he should as a solo artist because dude it's like i know that kendrick is nice but like crooked is one of the coldest lyricists ever to me if you yeah. sit and listen to his music he definitely he definitely can play around with them words yeah we know yeah i i i that now that that is a bit of a surprise because if i continue to go down the list I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't say he's he's ranked that high. Not out of not not because of the respect. Like we respect him, but when you go down the other list, like you know, you got DJ Quick, Easy E. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's other cats that's that's going down that list. But uh, yeah, Crooked Eye definitely. He's definitely one of the cats that come out of Long Beach that's up there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely Crooked Eye was nice. Like I don't like most of the people here, man. I don't. Either they never heard of him or they never listened to him or but he's he's just super dope. And you know, it's other guys that's super dope, you know, from the West like that that don't get the respect. Just cause, you know, cats just feel like West Coast guys ain't that lyrical, but man, dude's super nice. He was always a favorite of mine. But I definitely grew up on all them guys, man. He you know, the guys that you was naming off, you know, uh quick, MC eight, uh uh who else? Uh E forty uh, above the law, uh, we got some we got some youngsters out here that the world don't know about. If y'all want to talk about lyrical, we got problem. I think problem eat up a lot of cats. I don't think I heard problem. I don't think uh, I heard see, that's what that's what I'm saying. Does uh, is Moses Malone still still putting out music? Moses Malone, yeah, I mean, but it's not Moses Malone, yeah, but he not how he well he just didn't take off. Mm. He just didn't take off. But yeah, I mean, look. I, didn't look, he have them issues with Mac 10 for a little bit? Or was who? it just like the whole West Side Connection? Moses Malone. Was he part of the West Side Connection? No, I thought he had like a little like a little beef or issue, like either Mac 10 or Ice Cube or uh, one of them guys. Uh, Moses Malone, I don't know if he had any problem with anybody. I mean, a lot of cats had a problem with uh, Mac 10. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that's a. That come down to them L.A. streets, though. That was that was just the L.A. streets. That ain't had anything to do with Wax. And Cam had a problem with uh, had a problem with Cube. Um, yeah, that's just that's the L.A. that's the L.A. politics right there. Then Yuck Mouth, uh, Yuck Mouth was nice back in the day to me. Yuck Mouth, yeah, definitely. It's a gang of cats Too out short. there, man. Hey, and definitely, I gotta first of all, I gotta give a shout out to the to to to, to California anyway, because. Uh, I got a lot of listeners out there in, in Cali. The out, out, definitely, you know, think about Louisville. Get the most listeners here in Louisville. I'm in Louisville, but outside of Louisville, man, I get the I get the most listeners out there in California. Whether it's in, you know, uh, uh, L.A. Some in L.A. 
uh, definitely the most out in the Bay. I, uh, shout out to, to, to the Oakland listeners, the San Jose listeners, the San Francisco listeners. Uh, got them all out there, man. So shout out, shout out to Cali, uh, Yeah, Bay Area. Those are our distant cousins. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm a, I'm a man. I might try to come out there this year sometime. I don't know. I got to get funds right. I I'll be trying to tell everybody. My boy uh, D Murph from the Why Not Sports Podcast is a flagrant too. He here with my boy uh, Big Roy for All Star Weekend. And that's a good, you know, that's a good weekend to come out here. But I do tell people, if you're going to come to L.A., you can come anytime you want to. But I try to stress that, yo, come during the summertime because it's a lot more things going on that you could do for free. Like the Drew League. I know cats want to go to the Drew League and things like that. That's free. You know what I'm saying? And then they got the JBL League, which is, you know, is second to the Drew League. But, you know, the cats, the... The, the NBA and the celebrities that play in the Drew League, they also play in the JBL. So, and that's at Venice Beach. So I'm like, y'all, just come during the summertime so y'all can have more to, you know, more to see. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely want to hit Venice Beach, man. I I need to get out there to sunny California, bro. But for some reason, I, I can't stay away from Miami every time I decide to go somewhere. <laughs> Love <laughs> Miami, dude. Love it. Nope. But I definitely need to get out there to Cali. Uh, send some love back to everybody that's sending it to, to us on the podcast. Um, so just with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and uh, and uh, go ahead and close it out. Uh, any uh, some some folks you want to get some shout outs to something real quick? Oh, everybody in Louisville. You want to talk about you want to talk about California now, Louisville? <laughs> I'm talking about. Listen, Lindsay, the unscripted podcast. Uh, uh, Tyler over there at the community. Um, what's my man's uh, community podcast? Experiment. Yeah, I just I just drew a blank. Community experiment podcast. Yeah, community experiment podcast. There you go, uh, my boy Tyler, Teddy D, of course, uh, LJ, and Brit and Brit Tages. Um, you know, Banshee's block three, two, one. Like, hey, man, yeah, it's popping out there. Hey, man, we're trying to get popping, man. I'm trying to get popping, man. It's popping, man. Uh, so, uh, tell everybody if they want to get in contact with you, uh, you know, about you or the podcast. Uh, let everybody know how they can do that. Oh, okay. So, Baylor's are great. Uh, actually, if y'all want to hear, um, you know, any of my show, y'all can either. Check it out on iTunes uh, or go to my website uh, at BaileyTheGreat.com. I'm on Twitter at BaileyTheGreat, on IG at BaileyTheGreat. Same thing on on Facebook. I'm part of the Rare Signings Network with the, you know, shows like the No Nonsense Show. And, um, yeah, that's the flagship right there, the No Nonsense Show. They got a Music Love Life show. yeah, and BTG for president, open run with BTG. I got my own sports show, but I don't do the uh, – I do more of just – I create topics and things to, to spark up, but barbershop debates and things like that. I don't really do current events in sports. And BTG for president is basically you just following me through my life. Um, you know, I talk about my family, talk about sports. I just talk about random stuff, you know what I'm saying, growing up in L.A. and – Raising a family now, and you know all kind of stuff from from elementary to to high school, you know and that's what uh that's what that podcast is about. And yeah, you know what I'm saying. Y'all could uh, send some uh, feedback in. I got a hotline number. 
909-536-2636. Y'all can leave absolutely anything y'all want to. Um, I definitely stirred up a whole uh, beef between the MJ and the Prince fans. So that's an <laughs> ongoing saga. <laughs> so, you know, that's about it, man. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. And uh, so, uh, again, everybody wants to get in contact uh, the Ball and Beach Podcast. Uh, please send any feedback that you might have uh, to the Ball and Beach Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, that's Beach with a Z. Uh, you can catch it on, catch the page on Facebook under the same name, the Ball and Beach Podcast, and the same thing on Instagram. Uh, so, uh, once again, want to thank my man BTG for 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 coming on with us today for this episode. Had a lot of fun on this episode. Think it was a great one. Uh, and again, thanks for everybody for checking us out. Uh, hope hope everybody really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back with you on the next one. Everybody, take it easy. On behalf of uh, CGZ, I think you had to drop off. Uh, Black B. Nah, nah, man. I'm, nah, I'm right here, man. Okay, okay. I had to do something real quick, but nah, I was listening in, man. But That's yeah, right. appreciate everybody listening, man. Appreciate you, uh, Mr. President, man. Look forward to voting for you, bro. No doubt. Hey, we got to do a part two because I think, hey, both Louisville and UCLA on a bubble right now. So, man, and we, yeah. and, and, we, and we can get one started up if they do make it, and we can get one started up again or after the tournament. With, yep, I don't, sure. I don't, man, UCLA might be on a bubble, man. I think our bubble already burst in Louisville, bro. No, no, no. I just I just checked today after all the games. Uh Louisville still. Louisville and UCLA, matter of fact, last four years. Uh, yeah. yeah. Only reason why Louisville's not gonna go there. Louisville and UCLA, they're not gonna go there. Not just because of the program, but because of the conference, bro. Conference is tough. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And even UCLA, they conference ain't as strong as the ACC, but UCLA got big. They got big wins at the beginning of the season. They they regular season. I mean, they they uh before the conference, their non conference schedule was pretty tough. Yeah, we beat uh, uh, them, we, we beat Kentucky when they was ranked. The and with them hyping with them hyping Kentucky, man, they got Kentucky as like a six seed, bro. And these people don't lost nine, ten games yeah. easy. So I, I I think I think Louisville and UCLA both going good in. I think Louisville's going to beat Florida State in their first round. Of the ACC tournament, and then Louisville has another matchup with Virginia, and I feel like if they play Virginia the same and with a close ball game, you got to let them in because people not realize even though they they tricked the game off, they was beating the number one team in the nation. You know what I'm saying? And only two teams have done that, so right, All right. So, so it is what it is. So we'll see. Uh, we'll check back in with that. You know what I'm saying? Either when the when the, when the picks come out or after the tournament, we'll come back to it. We'll get back together again. Uh, once again, thanks everybody for checking us out. Uh, catch us on the next episode. Y'all have a good one. Turn up just my crew and me Yeah, you know I
I made it, it's the greatness. Yeah, don't go mistake me, why you hate it? On the radio, my song should be playing. But for right now, I'ma be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. I'm waiting. Be patient. I gotta be patient. Be patient. Keep waiting. Just be patient. I'm finna go and prove them wrong by the end of the song. My thoughts will be gone, so it won't take long. I can take it so strong, so I know I won't fall. Gotta grind for it all, for motion in that song. It's truth when I talk, working to be the boss. But I gotta pay the cost and learn to take a loss. But I got it, I'ma be the largest. Make it on the markets. Only way that it might work is if you work the hardest. Ballin' just like spotted. They hatin' on me cause I got deposits. Making paper, forget my haters. Energy now, don't save it later. 